Hey, welcome back to Leafs Lunch. It's Julia Tashari and Mike Stefano with you. The Leafs are playing the New Jersey Devils tonight in Jersey. You can watch that game on TSN 4 tonight. We're going to have Amanda Stein on in about 20 minutes to break that one down. Um, it's a busy morning at, at Leafs Morning Skate today. We heard that Ryan O'Reilly had surgery this morning yep. on his broken finger. Uh, the Leafs are optimistic about it. The timeline is four weeks. And you and I, with our little journalism degrees, <laughs> media degrees from <laughs> Western Ryerson, didn't know much about that. So Dregs, Dregs told us it's not worst case scenario. So for that, we are smiling and happy. John Tavares spoke to the media, actually. So we heard from John Tavares we heard from Sheldon Keefe rather yesterday about John Tavares and he wasn't feeling like himself and he wasn't going to play. But John Tavares just spoke to the media. This is what he said. Woke up yesterday feeling great, had a great sleep, really back to normal, feeling good and would love to be in today. But as we talked about through things with the medical staff, but as we talked through things with the medical staff, thought it was best just to be precautionary. Uh, physical game the other night for myself and felt good completing the game but just woke up feeling a little tired and a little bit just not like myself. So, Dregs also mentioned the potential of a little bit of load management coming in here, and that's kind of what this is smelling like from from this. I don't. I still don't know what to make of it. Like, I really, really don't yeah. know what to make of it. Like, sure, it, we could chalk it up to load management, but like, I, 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 I talk about Sheldon Keith having gut feels, and my gut just something doesn't smell right here. I, I like even he said he you know he's talking with the medical staff being precautionary precautionary on what like it's not load management if there's something wrong you're saying you're feeling a little off you woke up a little tired and I mean it's it just doesn't smell right I don't know right. it's really bizarre to me um, but again if he if he if he, like tonight he's out but if he comes back and plays Saturday at home against Edmonton obviously nothing to worry about so until then I suppose it's just kind of Wait and see mode. Yeah. See what happens. But uh, if, if he's not there at Edmonton now, you really start to, you know, ears will start to perk up there. Totally. But um, something has just came across the Internet that I would like to address on this show, and I'm very intrigued by, and I hope that you are, too. Oh, wow. Today is the official launch. And I know you enjoy a good fried chicken sandwich the way that oh, I do, do AB. I ever. Wow. So this is something we have to break down. It's funny, an hour ago, you literally said you were going to treat yourself. My, <laughs> guys, my check engine light started flashing at me this morning, and something is clearly wrong, so I might treat myself to some Chick-fil-A for lunch in order to make myself feel better. McDonald's releasing today a chicken Big Mac. Are you intrigued? Are you yeah, turned off? Now, 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 how is this different from, like, the McChicken? I don't know. Is there double chickens on a... No, there's only one chicken on a McChicken. So I guess you're just tossing Big Mac sauce on Big a McChicken? Big Mac sauce. And an extra bun? And the extra bun. It says a Toronto chef has been fine-tuning McDonald's Big Mac... Chicken Big Mac for two years. Like, we can't undersell it. This man has been working for two years of his life on it, Al's brother. Hang on. This literally is probably just a McChicken, but they put it's a, a chicken nugget. It's two McChickens, and they put a bun in the middle and put some Mac sauce, which has been around. He's been working forever. on it for two what do you years. Mean it takes two years. How much money do you think they paid this man for two years? You know how much money consulting firms make? It's insane. I the think people who these- are like, "What do you do for a living?" I consult. I'm like. I consult, too. People bounce stuff off me all the time. Nobody yeah, exactly. pays me anything oh. for it. I find consulting to be a very what, lucrative I business. What this gentleman got paid 
to do something that I literally probably just announced. <laughs> you could do after three drinks seconds. in the drive-thru while someone else is driving. Yeah, you ever had a McGang? <laughs> uh, can I say that? McGang no, bang? Can't. I said it. You ever okay. had a McGang bang? No, I've never had On one. the secret, ma- you know what it is? I do, yeah. Like, that is basically what he is referring to saying it took him two years to do that. Takes like me doing seconds. a little surgery in my boyfriend's passenger seat when I'm looking for some nuggets at night. I could put this together. But as we sit here dumping on it, just know that I will be trying it. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, the same yeah like, I'm clearly going to try it, obviously. But I just, the fact that it took two years and I also, it, it just sounds like it's going to be the exact same thing as like the McChicken just with Mac sauce and two of them, I suppose. But it's sandwich. Like, how does it take good. two years, two years to develop this? I have no idea on that specific part of it, but no, I am intrigued. I love a chicken sandwich. I feel like McDonald's McChickens with a little bit of Thai sauce could create world peace. Yeah, I'm a fan of this notion. A little bit of Thai sauce. Yeah, oh. you got to get the Thai sauce on it. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. For those wondering, by the way, McGangbang, Junior Chicken, Junior Double, you take one of the, the bottom buns off of one and you put them together and you just stuff your face and it's literally just... Oh, sex in your mouth. It's amazing. Yeah, that sounds pretty magical. It is. It really, really is. Next time you're at a... And like, they kind of know what you're talking about, too. Like, if you say... They roll their eyes. Want, they're like, oh, God, yeah. I'm going to have to make this up. Yeah, and they know what it is. Yeah. Right? Or you could just order a McChicken and a, and a McDouble yourself, or do your chicken and a McDouble yourself, and just put it together do surgery on your own. Yourself. Do your own surgery while you're sitting in your car. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've broken down the logistics of Chicken Big Macs... Mm-hmm. Let's get to this week's power rankings. We're going to talk about top five cupped contenders post-deadline. Leafs lunch power rankings. All right, AB, the dust has settled on the trade deadline. I called yesterday Marble Monday because everybody's rosters are set in stone. Yes. And it took me a... like six minutes to come up with that on the drive. My mom complimented me on it yesterday. Thank you to my mom who thought it was clever. I thought it was clever because when you said it yesterday, I was like, why Marble Monday? And then you said it, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I liked it. So we're going to go through our top five cup contenders after the post-trade deadline. Yeah. Now that we're post-trade deadline and we, we understand who everybody's got in the fold. So... A.B., you want to go five to one, and we'll go back and forth. We both have our own respective lists. Sure. Yeah, let's start there. Um, a full transparency. I somewhat changed my list. We were supposed to do this yesterday. I know you did. I noticed. I somewhat changed it because I did some more research. I did some more looking into it, and, and, and I switched out one team. And yeah. Anyways. So the team that I was debating on, at first I had the New York Rangers in there as, as my number five. And then I, I started to dig into the numbers a little bit, and I realized that I can't sleep on Carolina. Mm. Can't sleep on Carolina. And, and the reason why I, I almost went with the Rangers over the Hurricanes is, well, a guy that we know very well here, Fred Anderson. But ultimately, like... Absolutely hate the playoffs. Whoa! You, we didn't talk about your guy. And the weekend that he had. Oh, Kachekov. Nice little goalie goal in the AHL. Goalie goal, goalie fight? What could have been? He's got like 47 pims on the year. I know. It's unreal. We got to see him in the postseason. I want to see nothing more than my guy Kachekov in the postseason. Anyways, that had to be addressed. Freddie Anderson. Like, you look at the numbers. What playoff numbers? He never plays in the playoffs. No, no, no. Carolina's team. Overall team numbers. Like, their team defense. Like, the expected numbers and just physical goals that they don't allow. Like... 
Freddie Anderson had to make 14 stops the other night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Right? Like, and that's, that's just a common occurrence that Carolina allows very little shots and very little low uh, danger chances. Like, if you go and look at um, expected goals against in the NHL, number one, Fred Anderson. Expected goals against per 60. Number two, anti-Ranta. Like, literally, that wow. team does not allow any high-danger looks. So, goaltending, it's very... I don't want to say it's easy to play goalie in that in that market, but, like, we've seen David Ayers have a stellar game <laughs> in true. front of that team. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen James Reimer have playoff success in front of that team. Peter freaking Morazic has had success in front no, of that you're defense. Right. Like, so the goaltending, to me, isn't as much of a problem because they're so elite up front. They've got unbelievable goal scorers. they got one of the best blue lines in hockey. That got better by adding Brent Burns, too, who he could come alive in the playoffs as well. He's having a bit of a resurgence here, too, if you uh, go and take a look at that. I know. Carlson's like, kind of taking up all the oxygen, but you're right. Burns, he's having a good season. But, like, Slavin, to me, is, is also one of the... like he's, Most he's underrated. Arguably the best defensive defenseman in the National Hockey League. I don't even League, know if so. it's arguably. Like, yeah, it's, probably. He's, just, he's not in a big market, so it doesn't get talked about. But, like, and he the, scores zero goals, puts up zero points. Points. By Nobody definition, should be the best defenseman in the NHL. Yeah, he's like one of the reasons but, why I think there should be an additional yeah defense award, award for, for like Norris is going to go to McCarr or Carlson, but there should be respect on a guy that actually uh, plays defense. Call the Norris, call the Norris the defensive defenseman. Actually, I have no idea if James Norris was a defensive defenseman I don't or know not, well. but potentially he was. And then call it like I don't know the, the Bobby Orr for offensive defenseman, yes. or the Paul Coffey award or something like that. You want to go more literal? That's the one I feel most strongly about. There yeah, needs absolutely. to be another. Award but anyways, for going going very much sideways on that <laughs> one. Um, but yes, the Carolina Hurricanes for me number five. They're an elite team. The reason why they're lower on my list is just because the gauntlet of the East, and I feel stronger about what the teams around them did, which is why they're at number five and not higher on this uh, on this list for me. Yeah, so Carolina, like if we were doing six, Carolina would have snuck in for me, but I do have New York at five. Mm. Um, the goaltending, Shesterkin hasn't had the same year that he had last year, but I he played so well in the postseason last year, and I feel like when he gets dialed in, He's a real problem. And, oh, and yeah. that, I saw their first power play today. It featured Lafreniere. It featured Kane. It featured, like, their first power play is crazy right now. Um, so I, I like what they did at the deadline. Well, They've got Tarasenko so much power up front. Like, yeah, Tarasenko. Like, I like what New York did. I think they're really fiery offensively. And my thing about Carolina, AB, is that Carolina doesn't get any flack for it because they've one around at least or a couple of rounds but like mm-hmm. why hasn't carolina been able to push through in the postseason yet and why haven't they been able to make a really deep run yet what, what's stopping them that was uh if i knew the answer no to that i question, know like was it goalie <laughs> was it goaltending last year they're off no, i think they're just flat i mean like last year who they end up getting eliminated by new york i believe right they yeah the rangers in round two hey they ran to a hot goalie and she's durkin yeah. Right? Like sometimes you run into a hot goalie. Sometimes you just get outplayed. You don't find secondary scoring. I think secondary scoring was a bit of an issue for them last year. 
Like they got the goals from like Aho and, and Svechnikov, and then they didn't really get it from the bottom end of their roster. So I think they're hoping this year that with the emergence of a guy like Nakash, mm. um, maybe Yessi Pugliarvi, if he ever ends up in, in Carolina. What's the situation? Is he there yet? I don't, he know, I don't know, actually. He was stuck with that visa situation for a while. But like he's a guy where a change of scenery, maybe he can start to pot a couple of goals for, for his new team. Yeah, right? like it's an the- interesting thought. Maybe they just don't terrify me because I've never seen them make all this noise yet, but I also yep. have Toronto on my list to be candid, so I'm just a big fraud. <laughs> I'm just a big fraud. <laughs> yeah, and Toronto's next on your list, so why don't you go there? Toronto is next on my list. Um, Toronto. I have a bleeding heart. I think that this is the season that they finally push through. Listen, we talked about the Tampa matchup yesterday, and I'm not knocking Tampa. Tampa's in a little bit of a slump right now, and, and my thoughts on Toronto beating Tampa in the first round doesn't have anything to do with that slump right now. I just think they're not quite as deep on the blue line and, and as they were when they made their last three Stanley Cup runs, but also I wouldn't be surprised if they if they caught fire in the postseason. But I comfortably have Toronto here. I have all my East teams as the bottom three. You'll notice on my list, AB, I have two West teams at the top and three East teams at the bottom. That mostly has to do with the path. So we spent way too much time on Carolina there because now we got like two minutes to roll through the rest of this list good, here good, good. before we get to Amanda Stein. Well, um, honestly, I've Carolina got, I find really interesting. They are. Uh, Edmonton, for me, comes in at number four. And, and it's really just because the path, weaker division, yes. weaker path. They have a, 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 a chance with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. They can really do a lot of special thing. Connor McDavid playing at an year. unprecedented rate for oh Connor McDavid. God. So guy, that's scary. Connor McDavid this year is up to 124 points. He literally has double the amount of points as Austin Matthews. Nuts. Could you, Matt, like last year we were saying that there was a 1A, 1B conversation. I, know, I, don't even want to I apologize. I apologize to the people of Edmonton. We do. <laughs> Not a 1A, 1B. Nope. Nope. There is definitely a clear cut number one, and it's Connor McDavid. But uh, so I got him at as 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 the four. And I do have Toronto coming in at number three, though. Mm. Toronto for me at three. I think they got a good shot. I really, really do. I, I you know, expressed I think they could stack up against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then it comes down to whether or not they could beat the Bruins, right? Which is going to be tough, but I got belief in that team. I think they're evolution built, of maturity. I think they're built much better to to contend in the playoffs. So you know, until they show me otherwise, I'll have some belief in, in yeah. the Leafs. Uh, I've got. Do you want to just rip through all yours and then we'll yeah, rip all right. through all mine? I got, I got Colorado at number two. Yeah. Again, probably the strongest team out west. Easiest path. The defending champs can't not have them up there. And then the Boston Bruins, for very obvious reasons, uh, they're the best team in hockey right now, and they only got better at the deadline. So no reason not to have that number one. No, I totally agree. I just hate that path out of the East. Like I, I've said it a bunch of it's times tough. on the show. I don't, I don't know if I see a team from the East winning the Stanley Cup just based on how banged up they're going to be when they get there. Yeah. So I've got Boston ahead of Toronto at three, and then I've got Colorado at two, and I've actually got Edmonton. At one AB. Okay, you gotta explain that one quickly. Because I, I just think that Connor McDavid going le- legend to the level that he is right now, and the legend and the level that he potentially could in the postseason, it was enough to get them them to the conference final with half of Leon Drysaddle this year. I think it could potentially be enough this year. Would that be considered the greatest season of all time? Oh God, you said quick. 
We got to get Amanda on. All right. All right. We'll get into this conversation <laughs> later. But that would be, I mean, if he goes off for 160-ish points and then goes on to win a con Yeah, I heard the guys Cup. on OD talking about that yesterday. That one 200-point season from Gretzky's. Yeah, crazy. 212. Yeah, that was an unbelievable year as well. All right. So we got Amanda Stein coming up next. We'll dig back into tonight's game, Leafs and Devils. You can also watch it on TSN4. I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Tashiri. This is the Leafs Launch here on TSN 1050. Welcome back to Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. It's Julie Tashiri and Mike DiStefano with you. The Leafs play the New Jersey Devils tonight in Jersey. You can watch that one on TSN 4 tonight. Also of interest, stay at 4.30 p.m. on Overdrive. Devils GM Tom Fitzgerald will, will join the lads, so make sure you're tuned in for that one. But right now, we've got Amanda Stein on the line. She's a Devils reporter for the New Jersey Devils. How's it going, Amanda? Good. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I've been a like longtime fan of your penmanship, so it's it's a real treat to have you on. I have to go back and ask you about the first time. No, no, no. We can't move on from the penmanship just yet because I think that's legitimately what she's most known for at this point around the hockey. It's like she's an incredible writer, incredible reporter, but all people talk about and and like know about her is like she's got unreal penmanship. Like, I got to know, did you like how does someone write that neat? Like, I just need to know the origin of how you became such an incredibly beautiful printer. <laughs> printer? Um, thank you, first of all. And I'm glad you mentioned that it's not the only thing that I'm known for. In this business. No, no, no. But yes, it is, it is a notable thing. Excuse me. Um, probably like 12 years of all-girls school. Yeah. That, you know. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> I remember right, wishing yeah, I had nicer you. printing growing yeah, up. It was a war among the girls who had the nicer, nicest <laughs> bubble writing, and I was never the winner. I, yeah, AB showed me his. It's not good. I didn't good. get the bubble writing, but I got the printing. Yeah, and then, like, honestly, it just sort of took on a life of its own. For me, it was like everybody tweets lines the same. I was like, well, everyone tweets them at the same time. So, like, how can I make mine the one that people go to? And I was like, let me try this. And it really, honestly, it took on a life of its own. And now I just, like, I feel immense pressure. <laughs> Stands <laughs> out. Day. Yeah, Stands totally. Stands out, and it's 100 out of 100 each and every time. Each Thank and every time. Thank you. With Amanda Stein right now, Devils reporter uh, for the New Jersey Devils. And the last time that these two teams played in Jersey, it was one of the most memorable games of the season. <laughs> the goals called back, the the items littering the ice. I know the guys at, at Leafs Morning Skate were talking about that experience a little bit. Has there been chatter about that atmosphere in the Devils locker room today? I mean, I think, like, for New Jersey, there's just such a bitter feeling about that whole game, even though you're going back to, like, November. You know, it ended the team's 13-game win streak. Um, there were those called-back goals. There was the fans and all that. But I think more so the talk today for New Jersey is really not about that. It's the fact that Timo Meyer's making his Devils debut – or, sorry, his Devils home debut – so I think in a way it's sort of a good distraction for the Devils from that storyline continually coming up. Um, but I can tell you that, you know, when Lindy Ruff was asked this morning, what does he write? He laughed. He said, how about those three goals that were taken away? Yeah. So it's definitely on their mind um, what happened last time, but not necessarily the focus in the same way that maybe the Leafs were talking about it. Yeah, I would imagine the focus probably would be Timo Meyer, right? Massive, yeah. <laughs> massive addition at the trade deadline, making his home debut tonight uh, against the Leafs. So what's what's the buzz like right now in New Jersey? 
It's really exciting. I mean, this is a fan base that has been clamoring for this particular player. I mean, leading up to the deadline, you'd hear chants at Prudential Center about, we want Meyer, we want Meyer. It fits perfectly sort of with what the Devils have been doing, especially with, you know, players that Meyer himself are familiar with through, you know, their national team play in Switzerland. We've now got four players from Switzerland on our current roster, which is kind of unheard of in the NHL. So as Lindy Ruff said, you know, we've got a little Swiss empire uh, (laughs) building up. But I think the energy in the building tonight is really going to be around the fact that Timo is making his debut he, you know, he was acquired last Sunday while the team was on the road, so he joined them on the road. This is really the first time that he's going to be seen in front of our fan base. And not only that, his debut the other night with the club against Arizona, he got his first goal. So there's just a lot of excitement. And it's nice when a franchise, when the fans of a franchise, their hopes and dreams for a player align with what management wants to do right because you know with fans they can always you, know, you want we want mcdavid yeah so do we but like, <laughs> totally necessarily, right but when it does line up that way it just it's it's awesome and this team has i guess arrived in a way that this is a, a place where we can go out and make these big acquisitions like this yeah he got a goal in his debut i know it wasn't necessarily the cleanest of performances <laughs> what did you make of his uh, first game as a devil you know, I think there was a lot of a feeling out process. So there, there's sort of two ways I look at it. I think it was really important, no matter how he got that goal, to get that goal because he's an offensive player. He's a guy who does contribute to goal, you know, with his goals. And so in order to get that out of the way, I think that that immediately establishes a level of confidence for an offensive player to be like, okay, I've got that one. Like I am contributing. Um, but there's also the other part of it where there is a huge adjustment. The way New Jersey plays is so different than the way the Sharks played. They're so fast. They're so, you know, and this is a group that's been together for a long time when you consider a lot of these young players on the Devils roster. So there will be an adjustment period. But for an offensive player to get that first goal, I think it takes a a weight off that it's not necessarily hanging over you, knowing that that's what you're supposed to be doing, but it's not clicking yet. So... That was important, and I think tonight will be important, just getting that first home debut. And then I think it'll be smooth sailing. He's a type of player who hopefully, you know, who can adapt and get those practice reps in, and it'll be, it'll be fine. This is the type of player that, you know, the team has really needed, someone who can score, but also that big body, especially when you consider creating space on a line with someone like Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt, who are kind of smaller guys when it comes to the hockey player. And I think there's going to be that adjustment on that line. You've got, you know, Timo Meyer, who was, before he was acquired, was the, you know, number one shooter in the league. And Jack Hughes was right below him. So you've got two guys with that shot mentality. They'll have to sort of find a way to, to create that balance. But when it does, I mean, you've got a four line team right now that can attack you uh, at any moment. 
with Amanda Stein, Devils reporter for NewJerseyDevils.com. I'm curious, Amanda, like how different of a game do you think we'll see tonight as opposed to the first two meetings between the two? Just because, you know, both squads were through the trade deadline. I know that the, the Devils definitely made a big addition with Timo Meyer, but then you look at the Maple Leafs and they completely like yeah. revamped their roster in a way. I know that Tavares and O'Reilly aren't playing tonight, but a lot of different characters and, and different mm-hmm. style of players will be in there tonight. Do you think that this game will look a little different than it did earlier in the year? I mean, it might from the perspective of, of the Leafs. I don't think that anything has changed with the way the Devils have played really from start to finish, uh, or I guess we're 20 games left in the season. So from the beginning of the season, there have been adjustments, whether it's how they play through the neutral zone because teams have really started to realize like that's the way you're going to stop the Devils from entering the zone and scoring goals is by neutralizing them in that neutral zone. So I think there's like little adjustments that they've made throughout the season in that area of their play. But what has allowed the team to be so consistent and be where they are in the standings is they don't adjust their game. And I know that that's something that we hear teams say, players say, like, we've got to play our game and not, you know, what the, not be worried about what the opponent is doing. That's something that this team has entirely embraced because it's been so successful for them. So I don't think from a devil standpoint, you're going to see anything much different. Um, because it has been their speed, um, their four attacking lines have been what they've been all year long. So I don't know what's going to, I mean, I hope there's no three taken away goals. Um, <laughs> you know, either way, just for the sake of the game in and of itself. But um, you're not going to see much different when it comes to New Jersey and the style of play that they they have. Yeah, we had Ken Danico on our morning show today, and he was talking to our oh, guys. He's the best. It, it was an awesome interview. We've had him on before. He's a, he's a real gem. But he was talking about the the comparisons and, and the similarities between the Leafs and the Devils, and, and I didn't think much of it. And then you were just talking about the speed and the neutral zone. Do you see any comparisons uh, between these two teams? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. Like, obviously, I don't see the Leafs play as much as I did when I was working in Montreal when I saw them all the time. But... I think you have like certain elements of the team that are similar, whether you can compare in, in a way. Now, I don't want anyone to take this out of context, but you know the type of player that Jack Hughes is, the type of player that Mitch Marner is. Like, there are similarities in how the lines of, you know, how they each have their own identity. So, I mean, you've got young talent on both sides, probably a little younger on New Jersey's side, but I think they're two teams that match up in a way that is, real fun for both sides because it, it, it's open. It's an open game. Yeah. You've got a ton of talent on both sides, a ton of offensive talent. Uh, I'm curious. We're looking at uh, the goaltending matchup tonight, and, and I, I've coined it the, the battle between the Caps castaways. Mm. Sam Snoff getting it. the start for Toronto. <laughs> Vitek Vanacek getting the start for the New Jersey Devils. Do, do you think that both those two are going to feel motivated looking and seeing their former teammates on uh, on, on the other end? And, and, you know, from a Devils perspective, you know, just talk a little bit about the emergence of, of Vanacek and how he's kind of thrived into a pretty good role with the Devils this year. Yeah, I think the emergence of VTech has really been the biggest difference for this team compared to last year. If you kind of, if, if you take last year, for example, the fact that the team used seven goaltenders all season long, which was a franchise record, 
and you take away that goaltending situation, the numbers weren't terrible for New Jersey. It was just like that goaltending position was so chaotic. Now Vitek has come in. No one really knew what you were going to get from him because he was, you know, sort of in in Washington. He hadn't played a ton of games, but he came in and he embraced that role, and he has honestly just run with it. And it's nice to see that part of the Devils game solidified in a way, whether it's Vitek and McKenzie, who's injured right now, or Vitek and Akira Smith. Like, that's also a, a good duo for them. It's just transformed every other aspect of the game, knowing how, you know, you play from the goalie out. And so it's been great to see. I think there'll be added motivation for Vitek just seeing his other teammate, his ex-teammate on the other side. But the guy is so focused. He's such a focused goaltender that I couldn't even, like, talk to him today about it. He's one of those (laughs) goaltenders that, like, you just leave him alone. You don't even want to make eye contact with him because sometimes I feel like if I make eye contact with him, it's totally thrown off his day. And, you know, if he has a bad performance, <laughs> it's my fault. It's all your fault. So yeah, exactly. But it's just been such a great thing for this team to see his consistent play. Now, he's had a couple of shakier games in his last two performances, but there's never, there hasn't been a worry this year when it comes to VTech refinding his game or rebounding. So I think there'll be definitely that added motivation of seeing the other uh, castaway from <laughs> from Washington at the other end. I love the storyline. Me too. Uh, finding some stability between the pipes has been major for the Devils this year, but it's been it's such a breakout season for this whole team. If you step back and look at it a little bit more big picture, what do you think have been the biggest factors for the Devils' success this season compared to the past couple of years? So you've got the age factor, like the age slash experience factor for a lot of these guys, whether it comes to Jack, whether it comes to Nico, Jesper Bratt. I think one of the the things that comes to mind the most is when you look at the core of this team, it's not pieces that have been acquired here and there and pieced together. This is a group that has really come up through the crappier parts of the last couple of years together they've all stuck it out together they've been you know that that core I mean that's literally what they are when you consider Jack and Nico and Jesper Brad and I know I'm missing a lot of guys in there but they've all come up together so they've grown and they've developed their games um, as one and that's really you know where the team is right now it's taking that next step in their game and one of the things that you hear a lot from this group, if you talk about that big picture, if you talk about that type of thing, they were tired of it. Like, they were just tired of losing, and they were tired of where they were by January, where they knew they were out of it, and they're doing something about it. And it's all those elements that we talked about before in terms of having that consistent goaltender. All those things really help, but I think it's also the attitude of, like, we're done. Like, we are done with that type of play. We are old and we're young, but we've got plenty of experience not to fall into that trap again. And as Nico said when um, Meyer was acquired, I talked to him and he said, you know, Meyer's a winner. That's what we want in here. We don't want anyone in here who doesn't want to win together, and that's who Meyer is. So I think that was pretty significant hearing that in such a stern way from Nico, the captain of the team, 
and a young captain. So it's everybody has bought in, and it's awesome. Yeah, health too, right? Like Nico Heischer's oh a guy God, who. Oh my God! Yeah, sorry, I should have mentioned that. Right. Just You're barely played, right? And this series, he's been able to stay on the ice. Jack Hughes too. A couple of you know little bumps along the way, but he's you know stayed on the oh, ice. It makes a huge Dougie, difference. like their yep. their whole core has been playing, so they've been able to to really rack it up. But there's one player in particular, and of late, who I've really been impressed by. You know, I, I do my best bet segments uh, each and every game, and I'm just doing my research and looking. There was one player in particular who, up until the last game, was on an eight-game goal-scoring streak. I knew where you were going. <laughs> 21-year-old Dawson Mercer. So you talk about Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Jesper Brat. There's still some younger players who are still finding their stride. Dawson Mercer, I mean, that's just another, you know, found money for, for these uh, these devils. Yeah, that's that's another player I should throw into the core although he's only in his second year it's crazy so i mean knock on wood on my part here but he hasn't missed a single game since he made his nhl debut he recently took the devil's record in that category surpassing scott gomez which is kind of cool because scott gomez was in the building when he broke that record which was kind of neat but you're right he's been such a catalyst to the success of the team really from last year to this year reaching 20 goals He's such a delight to watch because he's such a hard worker, and he's he's one of those players that's got one of those smiles that like if you're the opponent, you just like want to like wring his neck, right? Like <laughs> yeah. he just he just loves the game so much, and he's really fit in really well with this group. He's kind of just like that, you know, lunch pail kind of kid who's from Newfoundland who the comes and does yeah exactly, and he just like does his work he loves the game so much and you can tell every single day um you can talk to him about those records and he's like well i don't know like i'm just happy to be like helping my team um and i think he truly truly means that it means nothing to him to have those records all he wants to see is the success of this team and he has been a key role in the depth that this team has had and i mean he may have shot out of nowhere for some people but i don't think anywhere for this management team has he at all last year i think that you know they thought is he going to play in the ahl i don't know if he was junior eligible but whatever it was he forced their hand to keep him in the lineup and he's not missed a game since which is awesome curious where he's got to stand since uh oh wow since he started that goal streak so that was eight games ago which which it was snap against arizona He's second yep. to only Connor McDavid with 16 right. points in his last that- night. Wow. Second to only Connor McJesus, who, uh, you know, crazy. obviously just scores two goals each and every game at this point. Yeah, so I think, what is it, like nine-game goal-scoring streak or, or career eight, whatever it was, 16 points over that time. Yeah, 16. He's got 10 goals, six helpers, 16 points in nine games. Second to only no big Connor McJesus. Yeah, not a big deal. You know, 21 years Still. old, taking the league by a storm. Not, uh, not too shabby. Definitely somebody who the Maple Leafs will have to keep an eye on when uh, when he's out there on the ice tonight. Amanda, really appreciate you taking the time. Actually, before we go, whoa, we I get, have a feeling. We, I have a feeling. we do got to get to the going. bottom. What was going on <laughs> with our guy Marky Masters this morning? You tweeted that guy out, is dedicated. You tweeted out a picture. Oh, I love Mark. What happened? Um, so what? What you know? We have a very good relationship from the time I worked in Montreal. Um, that area is just like a shortcut to like and like go down to ice level to the locker room and i told him to your right you can like walk down a couple stairs and come around the corner or you can 
jump over this. And I was like, I do that. I jump over with my heels on. So, you know, obviously, like, I really set it up that he had to. He worked himself up to it. He's like, okay. He, like, tested out the stool with his foot. And, man, did he just, like, he went for it. And jumped right over and, like, got some serious height. Yeah, that this photo is stuff. hilarious, Amanda. <laughs> of him flying in the air. It's so gotta, good. We gotta tweet and it I out. Can, I can tell you that he was not injured on the play. He was fine. He had a solid landing. It was, it was hilarious. It was so funny. What a and guy. It was so Mark Masters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been retweeted on our, our Twitter account. You can also go check out Amanda's account. It's, uh, it's, it's quite the move there by, by Mark Masters. He's, hey, he's the master of all things. He's a he is. One. The leader of Masters Nation. <laughs> the leader of Masters fearless Nation. fearless leader. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time uh, to chat with us today, Amanda. It was fun. Enjoy the game tonight. So much fun. Thank you guys in any time. Have a great one. Absolutely. There she goes. Amanda Stein, Devils reporter for NewJerseyDevils.com. That is, I, I honestly just kind of gave that photo set of Masters a quick glance the first time I looked at it. Oh, you didn't take a good look at I it? I didn't fully get to photos. appreciate the last photo, which is just the lower half of Mark's body flying. <laughs> Uh, over the, the railing. Oh, it's hilarious. Like this is good. Mark is like the most cuz I've had the opportunity to follow Mark around when he's in his when he's in his zone and when yeah. he's in his zone it's like uh it's like Vitek Vanacek on a game day. Like you don't yeah. want to get in his way when he's in the zone. No, exactly. Mark's the best, absolute best. All right. On the other side, we got some puck picks that we got to make. We got a game tonight, Leafs and Devils. You can watch it on TSN 4. I'm Mike DeStefano with Julia Teixeira. It's going to Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050. This is Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. It's time for Puck Picks with Professor Al's brother. Back to school. Back to school. Jackpot. by Vanilla Visa prepaid cards available for purchase at Petro Canada. The perfect gift for any occasion. And I don't know, it's kind of a sad Professor Al's Brothers puck picks today because it's the last time that we have Professor Al's Brother for the next week and a half. Yeah, sad for you, not sad for me. So I can get, Yeah, you're right. I'd give anyone $5 if they can guess where Al's Brother is going. I'm just kidding. I would not give anyone $5 because it would be the first guess to come out of your mouth. Yeah, going on another cruise. What? Slow Caribbean cruise within 24 hours. I will be in Florida. Oh my gosh, AB. I want to be, be you so bad. On the cruise in a couple of days. Yeah, be a lot of fun. Excited for it. Um, but before any of that, we got the game tonight, which I'll be definitely keenly interested in watching considering, you know, I got nothing going on tomorrow so <laughs> right but i'm excited for this game tonight and 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 you know it's not very often that the maple leafs are not favored to win a game but they roll into new jersey and they're not favored i think you look at the way that the lineup shakes out with no Tavares, no ryan o'reilly makes sense that they would be coming in as the underdogs against the devils but i'm staying away from the side i'm staying away from the total i got three props that i like for this game tonight Dawson Mercer, anytime goal. We just yeah. got in bed with Amanda. The guy's been unbelievable. Just went on an eight-game goal streak. Eight straight. The guy scored a goal. He has 16 points in his last nine games. Ten goals in that eight-game span, I might add. Um, he's paying plus 240. Wow. So that plus 240 for him to, to get back on the horse and, and score a goal tonight. I'll take those odds at uh, for Dawson Mercer, anytime goal. There's a little boosty boost out there on the FanDuel app. 
Austin Matthews, Timo Meyer, both to record one plus point. You got Meyer making his home debut. Austin Matthews, at some point, you got to think that this guy gets cooking. So tonight might be that night at plus 200. Nice little boost there. And then William Nylander, all alone on that second line. He's the one who's going to have to mm. dig deep and really shine through. And at three and a half shots, I like the over there at minus 102. So those are my three plays tonight. You can find them over on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I like it, AB. I like it. Um, your cruise. I, I honestly can't think of anything other than the fact that it's going to be me and Luca tomorrow. Me and Frank here getting a few reps in next week. Yeah, yeah that's exciting. But what does your day-to-day look like on a cruise? Because I feel like you've been on enough. Like, If you guys haven't heard, if you don't tune in to Overdrive or First Up or, or here on Leafs Lunch regularly, you don't know that AB is a cruise regular. And, and your family, too. Like Your mom and dad rip a cruise a month almost. Honestly, it seems like that at this point. Definitely. It doesn't seem like that. It has been that for the past... You're right. Actually, yes. <laughs> like seven, eight months in a row? Yeah, Since pretty this much. hockey season started, it has like definitely been the case. So I feel like you have a cruise routine... You know where you're going every day. Like, walk me through it. Yeah, like, there's there's a couple of spots that we're hitting up. Actually, I don't even know where we're going, to be honest. If I'm being oh completely frank. Look, I will be complete. My cruising routine is not necessarily the sexiest of routines, okay? Wait, someone just texted us. You're not going on a cruise. You're going on a shark cruiserie. <sighs> there are some great charcuterie on these cruises, by the way. I will say that. So that is true. There's going to be some, like... You go, you look at the little charcuterie table they got in like some of the, the buffets or some of the restaurants, and they it's like all you can eat prosciutto and like Oof. some unreal cheeses. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good stuff. But uh, honestly, like I, I spend most of the time in the casinos. Like, you do? I'm, I'm a degenerate. Like, what do you expect? Right. I, I spend most of the time on a big black. I remember guy. last time you came in, I was like, did you go outside at all? Like, you barely have a tan. You're like, yeah, I was in the chino. Not really, pretty much in the chino for a lot of it. Like, but this time's different. We got a big group going. Um, so, like, my my brother in law, his family uh, is coming, and nice. then a couple of like friends uh, of like my sister and, and brother in law, like high school friends that like I played football with all them. So, like, we're all pretty close and tight we're all very similar ages so nice. it's gonna be a big group this time so it's not just my family there's a lot of a lot of moving parts for this one so uh it should be a good rowdy time that's for sure on the seven seas that'll be uh it, it'll be interesting we'll say that it'll be interesting there'll be a lot of time spent in the casino there'll be a lot of drinks that'll be consumed and the best part about it st patty's day Oh wow! On the boat for St. Patty's Day. I forgot about that. Oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna sloppy. be a problem. You got a shirt picked? Uh, no, actually, I might need to. F- you oh. gotta think of something like that tonight. I have one that has green in it, but it's. Not I hate the that I'm going point. on a trip in two weeks, AB, mm. and I'm already like we're so hilarious. Perfect compliment to one another because I'm already like half packed, obviously. And I'm like, so what are you going to wear on this day of your trip? <laughs> Julia, I finished packing this morning. Like, I, I I'm that's pretty leaving. impressive for a boy. So within the next two minutes, we'll be off air. I will be in my car heading back to Niagara to get ready for my 8 a.m. flight tomorrow. I literally finished packing at like 9:30 this morning, prior to leaving to coming to work. Listen, like, I just that's not my- that bad. It's still it's okay. It's okay for boy standards. <laughs> I'm not going back. I literally left myself like the last two minutes inside my condo was spent. Oh, packing. right, right, right. <laughs> like I'm, right. I'm done. Now Sorry, I'm there's no packing Niagara. happening no. in Niagara. We're done. We're okay, done so this. you did bring it down to the wire, but you I definitely did. But I made. There's sometimes to fix things even, though. You can hit a mall. You're like you're okay. Listen, how smart of a person I am. Mm. So last night I went in the hot tub late, late, and then without realizing, oh crap! Now my swim shorts are going to be wet. 
Smart cookie. Not bad. Guess where I tossed them last night to dry? In the dryer. Yeah, I don't so they were that nice felt like a trick question for a second. Well, I would have been pissed if I didn't think of that, and I woke up this morning and had, like, wet... Damp, dry. Damp, yeah, right? Terrible. And I put it with all my other clothes. you got to like, tell me when you're going to rip well. a hot tub, though, because I and then I could wave at you. you. You don't... No one wants to see this in a hot tub, let's be honest. Here. I see it. Like, me and A.B. live so close to one another that I see uh, his hot tub from my building. I'm always like, oh, is that A.B.? I'm like, no, that's a family four getting in the hot tub. No, no. that's a... Young ladies, not Usually, Amy. Usually, it's like post 11 p.m. hot tub okay. time. So if, if it's late at night, if you're still up and you look over, then maybe you'll uh, you'll see me in there. But I'm excited for it. It's, it's going to be a fun time, obviously. And what I do hate, though, is like when I get back, I'm going to have to really catch up on the Leafs. Like that's like I'm going to try and keep track as much as possible, but you don't get the games on the boat. Right. So I got to just like keep track on on you know what's going on, what what you guys are saying. Like I'm going to have to tune in every day and and figure it out. So you're going to have to provide me with great analysis the next week and a half because that's going to be my way of knowing exactly what happened. So I'm not completely out of touch when I get back here on uh, the 20th. I think is my first show back. So between now and then, you got the reins. I'll miss you, AB. I'll miss you as well. And then. Uh, I guess you got Luca tomorrow. Got Luca. All right, have fun with it. Uh, that does it for us here today. If you missed uh, if any of the show, you can find it on the TSN.ca uh, website. You can find us on the iHeartRadio app or if you get your podcast gameplay with Matt Cos coming up next.